0: $5 minimum balance required.
1: So you're here because you want to know modern, vintage, everything in the world of card collecting today. Chuck, he's the collector, and Joe, he's the dealer, welcome you to the best card talk that covers it all. From the hottest new cases to 67 high numbers, all brought to you by Oxygen Financial. Breathe easier about life with Oxygen Financial. Visit OxygenFinancial.net and buy sports card investor the leading source for videos podcasts and articles about investing in sports cards profit from the hobby you love by visiting sportscardinvestor.com collector dealer take it away
2: back again that's right it's the collector and the dealer episode 33 my goodness the money i am chuck oliver i'm the collector been doing this since 1975 76 ish uh and i am still a collector uh he is joe davis he is the dealer started out like me and actually just down the street we grew up uh, just a couple of miles apart from each other have known each other since little league uh but he is the dealer and has been the dealer for about 30 years now joe how are you today man
3: Doing great, Chuck. So good to be back with you. Looking forward to got lots of great topics to hit on today.
2: Yeah, we certainly do. And um, I said you're the dealer. Uh, Give everybody just a quick uh, overview of your history as a dealer. It goes back to either 89 or 90 as a shop owner. Um, And somehow, I mean, you said prayer and stubbornness, a combination. You never gave up the store, uh, even during the leanest times. But uh, tell everybody a little of your history and then also uh, how to get in touch with you.
3: Yeah, I've been dealing with shows since the late 80s and opened the store in 91, the week we graduated, week I graduated from college, I should say. And uh, we now are located out in Loganville and we are online under gotbaseballcards.com. That's gotbaseballcards.com and also on YouTube and uh, Instagram, uh, all over the web under Got Baseball Cards. So happy to serve customers locally or all over the globe, anyone who's listening.
2: So you can get this podcast wherever you uh, find it. Uh, the Podcast Park is the uh, the flagship for it, or just wherever you find your podcast and subscribe, and it'll just boom show up every single week. And uh, Joe also uh, sends out a blaster box to a random subscriber each week. So uh, if you subscribe, you got a free shot at a blaster every single week. Uh, Joe, we called this one uh, my goodness, the money. Um, and there is a you know there there there's a saying in sports that. If it's bad news, the worst thing is for it to go from the four-letter network to the three-letter network. Um, If it's good news, that's the best thing to go to the three-letter networks. When it gets off of ESPN and it goes mainstream on ABC, CBS, uh, well, that's what's happening right now with the card industry, and it can be anything from the Trout card or an own-open Fleer case from a couple of months ago to most recently a, a sale of a Mickey Mantle card um that was recently 2.8 million dollars just sold for 5.2 and that was mainstream news everywhere in america oh yeah
3: i saw it on espn i saw it on one of the, the, the i don't know if it's good whatever one of the morning talk shows on the mainstream networks and uh yeah it was popping up all over you know my feeds online and uh, so Big, big news. It seems like every other week you and I do another mention about a new world record it just keeps happening.
2: Um, there's a Gretzky card that was in the news recently. Uh, any sort of ultra high end of the iconic, the luminary players of yore, um the prices, it, I, I'm not even phased by him anymore.
3: No, yeah, you're right about the Gretzky. It was the first hockey card to ever top a million dollars. It was a 79 OPG Gretzky PSA 10. Just sold, according to Beckett, uh, sold for $1.29 million uh, by Heritage Auctions last month in December. So All right. crazy, crazy times.
2: You know, I was watching a video. You would actually sent me a link, and they're on YouTube, and they're the high rollers. And each week, uh, when the week is up, uh, on eBay, they will do a video of the top 10 um, sports cards that sold on eBay from the previous seven days. Well, this week they expanded it to 20, they said there's just too many huge deals out there um, still this thing going on called the pandemic, but he said, there's just too many huge money deals out there for sports cards. He's like, I had to expand it to 20. One card he talked about that was just over the last seven days on eBay, 2003 Topps Chrome LeBron refractor PSA 10. It went for 115,000. I'm sure you have had one of these cards. Maybe you have one now. Um, I don't know if you know what the PSA 10s were going for recently, but this one went for 115. You look at the population report, Joe, there are 171 of these. Now, that's 19.6 million just for that one grade of that one player of that one card. Um, I, I don't even know what to make of that. There's twenty million dollars in the hobby in just that one grade of that card. Yeah, I mean that it that
3: is the iconic uh, it's the most sought after mainstream LeBron rookie parallel. I mean, the top's Chrome. I hear the I know Gary Vee just started talking about how he was wanted to uh, I heard he was either buying up or telling people to buy up the o three o four tops Chrome lebron psa tens and i heard they jumped five or six thousand in the last week the high 20s uh and so and this is of course the refract the rarer refractor version and yeah i i don't know that i've had a refractor 10 i've definitely had some regular tens um many over the years and uh i just sold a nine like three weeks ago for four thousand and now the base nines are uh I think the last one sold around nine thousand, so they've doubled in the last few weeks. Just the base chrome, uh, even the nine. So there's a lot of demand. LeBron. I mean, he looked. You know, he still looks like a 25 year old, and that's you know. Uh, and then you've got all the people pouring into the hobby who love basketball. So who are they going to buy? You know, who's the the living legend? You know, he's he's still going. Where, and- where's the, Where's the money coming from?
2: Uh, is it guys like, i mean it can't be guys like me who you know sat out of the modern card market until about three four months ago and i started i i, I kidded with my wife i've become a one-man inventory reduction sale for you um yeah. you know 90 leaf 92 bowman you know whatever metal universe i've been just buying hordes of them uh because i had none um but i'm not buying A a million dollar card or a nine thousand dollar card and there there are dozens and dozens like i said the high rollers expanded their list to 20 just for the last seven days um where's the money coming from
3: well i think as we've shared in other episodes we're seeing a lot of money come off of wall street coming into the hobby uh we're seeing a lot of it it's becoming so uh so accepted just to put money into the industry. It used to be like you know investors would be like, you know they would they'd hide the fact that they're putting money in sports cards. now people come in you know in three piece suits to us and say, hey, you know i'm a I'm a banker, I'm a attorney, I'm a whatever, and I want to put money in the sports card so you know professionals who have really good sources of of income from their careers are putting money into the hobby because it's becoming more and more accepted every day and when you have sales like these happening more and more people hear about it more and more people say you know i think that that's for me
2: um let's talk about who may be next then um because the 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 tiger doc um from hbo i believe it is there's mm-hmm. been a spike in 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 the relatively few you know tiger cards that are out there uh, golf cards out there but um talk a little bit about tiger and what's going on but then also uh, the other documentaries that are on the way
3: yeah, I actually just started watching that, and uh, yeah, his cards have. I mean, you could buy the raw 2001 upper deck tiger rookie not that long ago for five to ten dollars. Uh, now PSA tens are closing. I'm looking uh, in the you know six hundred dollar range for tens, and it's not that hard of a ten. I mean, it was a brand new upper deck card. Yeah, you know? so. Um, that's a, been a big spike for him i hear there's another one coming i don't know if i heard espn might have one coming but yeah i know hbo uh, has done i think a two-part series and we've got several other athletes getting the documentary treatment coming up i know uh espn has announced that uh, tom brady's got a nine-part uh documentary coming out called the man in the arena um then uh magic johnson here has one uh Some cable networks got a Kobe Bryant one supposed to come out in a few weeks. Um, And I also heard that Dwayne Wade is working on a documentary on the 2008 redeem team. And I believe Kobe was the captain of that. And they said it was going to focus heavily on him. So um, Kobe's going to be getting them. um, Brady, Magic Johnson uh, has one coming. So there's a, a lot of well-known athletes are going to be, um, out there to be watched and they're probably going to pump all their cards up in the process.
2: All right. Well, let, let me ask you just a, a, a general question. I'm going to give you some specifics, but Ben, you can talk about these, but then also just the general idea. Um, as I was, you know, reducing your inventory, um, I ran across triple threads cards and I was like, Joe Namath. All right, I'll take that uh, Earl Campbell, Joe Montana. And so I took like, I don't know, five or Gale Sayers, five or six of the triple threads cards from whatever year they were numbered to maybe seven ninety nine or seven fifty, dollars um, And then also basketball, there is, uh, I believe it's PRISM cards from the past, maybe two, three, four, five, whenever, five years ago. Um, and it was a, a run of Julius Irving, different shots, different uniforms, different everything. Ex- I didn't see any ABA uniforms, but it was Nets, it was Sixers, et cetera. Um, and so – what is, in general, what is the market for cards of iconic players who may have been retired for 30 or 40 years that are in brand-new sets?
3: Um, I mean, the tough parallels are still in demand. Um, and sometimes if it's like their first card, like take 2012 Prism Basketball, you know, which is a very iconic set itself. And so like the Magic Johnson card right now is like a $40 card. And of course it's nowhere near a rookie card or anything, but, and it was long after he retired. But um, in general, like if they they stick this guy in the set year after year after year, it's not necessarily, I mean, they, they may be a couple dollars. Um, it, they're more in demand when it is a, there's something unique about that set or it's a rare parallel version. And so forth but and and when the player is no longer in the spotlight um there's like i love dr j he was my favorite player as a kid but you don't hear him in the news much i mean i think a a a stronger example of it is like Shaq, who of course is uh, still on tv all the time covering the nba and so i I tell people i still think Shaq's stuff is undervalued because he's still in the limelight he's still you know you, you you watch um NBA coverage, you see him regularly online. And so, uh, and they, they still stick him in some sets. So um, I think he's a good buy. But uh, you're, you're right. Um, I'll give you a great story. I have a customer who uh, loves to buy Eddie Murray. And he said, you know, far more Eddie Murray's have come out since he retired than when he played.
2: All right, Joe, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, um, I have prided myself on building vintage sets with high-level grades. Um, I'm going to ask you about going the other way, maybe, given some of the prices in the industry. That is coming up next on The Collector in the Day. De-
0: this morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation
2: I told you we're here because of support from Oxygen Financial. They're a sponsor of The Collector and The Dealer, but where my wife and I are, that's also in part thanks to Oxygen Financial. We have been personal clients of Oxygen for several years now, and originally it was for help with our taxes, looking to pay what we're supposed to, but not more And we had been paying more for years, actually, it turned out. With Oxygen's help, that immediately changed for the better. And my wife and I decided, let's see what Oxygen thinks of our investments and overall strategy. Well, three years later, after making that choice, I can tell you we breathe easier when it comes to the market than at any time before getting with Oxygen Financial. And that's including the current issues all of us everywhere are dealing with. If you might have a question about where you and your family are, any at all, take the step we did and visit OxygenFinancial.com. You can get a free copy of Oxygen's 21-Day Budget Cleanse, Breathe Easier About Life. Visit OxygenFinancial.com. A popular thought in the sports card world
1: is that there's two camps: those that love the hobby and those that profit from the industry. Thanks to Sports Card Investor, you can do both. Jeff Wilson has built his Sports Card Investor YouTube channel and his personal website, SportsCardInvestor.com, so that if you're a beginner looking to flip cards for cash or a returning veteran to the hobby wanting to make sure you get the best deals ahead of any emerging price trends, Sports Card Investor is for you. Sports. Sports card Investor, the leading source for videos, podcasts, and articles about investing in sports cards. Profit from the hobby you love
2: by visiting SportsCardInvestor.com. We are back with the collector and the dealer. I am Chuck Oliver. I'm the collector. He's Joe Davis. He is the dealer. Joe, um, you have seen my cards. You've seen a lot of my sets, at least, um, and you have harvested them. You have uh, kind of taken the cream off the top and some of the stars, some of the... Um, mantle nolan ryan etc you have sent off to psa as well as some of the uber high quality even commons or checklists um and so that's how i have been building my collection for years and years and years uh if i want to go back a little further maybe uh to you know like 53 tops or even you know getting into the the 30 uh or even you know certainly if i go back to t206 um i want to build my vintage collection maybe even pre-war and I don't want a second mortgage, so let's talk the the opportunities. If I throttle back a little to say like PSA fours, even like five, five and a halves, and I know there can be even drastic changes in some of those. But quick story: I'm at the national maybe five years ago, and there's a '67 uh, Carew rookie, and it was graded a seven. And I looked at it; and it was a little bit, a little bit off center, like maybe sixty forty right left. Um, And that was pretty much it. And I was like, to me, there is a phrase, it's undergraded as a real thing. And I was like, I'll take that. Um, And I cracked it open in my set. It went and it looked just beautiful. Uh, There are eights that you look at and you can't find a single flaw. Um, And, and I know that something's on there because it got an eight for a reason, but to the naked eye and you're looking at it, it's a really, really fine card Joe, I got to tell you, I have seen plenty of fives that you look at. They are pleasing to the eye. You like looking at them. You're proud to have it. It makes you feel good when you look down. And I'm talking like a 52 tops PSA five. There may be opportunities there. Talk about some of the price difference when you go back like, you know, pre 1980 and you're looking at the really iconic players, card sets, whatever, but maybe you're looking at fives. I looked at
3: a 53 tops, Jackie Robinson, um, and for example, there, PSA 5, I looked at some completed sales. So this isn't isn't the I mean, market could vary a little bit from this, but here's some recent sales. PSA 5 on that card just sold for 1500 And let's compare that to a 7 that sold for $5,300. Um, another example is a 68 Ryan rookie, where a 5 sold for around 1200 7s are about 3000 So in both of those examples, your sevens are gonna cost you about two and a half times as much as a five for a minuscule visible difference so you're right for a for a collector slash investor who has you know wants to get some nice stuff eye appealing stuff but but is trying to stay within a certain budget you know five sixes um, may be a, a really wise choice for you because you you can get you know think of it this way you can get two and a half times as many cards you know for the money
2: yeah it, it and just, no matter what the grade i mean like a 53 jackie and a 1.5 you'll have somebody buy it for for something there will always be a market if it's the iconic player and especially if it's from a set like that um and you're right that you know a seven to an eight you're really having to look and okay well there's a print dot Um, maybe you'll find it Um, but a five to a seven you will see that well that card's not a seven but it's also not for instance five thousand dollars versus fifteen hundred and you're right it is a pretty close approximation Um, and if you're looking for this from the collector standpoint um, I opine that there's sort of a parallel opportunity you know you were saying his rookie card so expensive so now you're loading up on second third and fourth years Mm-hmm. I think there's an opportunity there as well. Um, and as you've said, you can so much quickly and more affordably advance your set collecting uh, if you really kind of get in tune with, with four and a halfs or fives.
3: Yeah, yeah. And, and the further back you go uh, in time, the more, I, I, settle's not really the right word, but, but, but the lower grade may be the wiser option for the price point. Because you, especially you get back into the 50s, and older, you know, the higher the grade, I mean, sometimes the uh, it's, it may be exponentially more. I mean, but that that right now, just a few examples. another example I checked, you'd set you up to like nineteen eighty, Henderson rookie, which which I've had a lot of those over the years. Right now, a five runs you about fifty bucks. A seven's about one twenty five, but then you could jump up to a nine, twenty five hundred think about that 20 times as much to go from a seven to a nine.
2: My goodness gracious. Um, and you know what? There actually is, um, there's a bigger picture here and and I hate to say it, but vintage, as far as in a show setting, a local show setting, and even and certainly in hobby stores, vintage is almost becoming niche. Um, and that's, that's fine in plenty of ways. Um, it is an eye opener though to walk into a show and see it's 80% modern, Um, and even vintage dealers there's a vintage dealer you and I both know um, about five six months ago he said I'm just not making any money he said he would travel to Jacksonville for a two-day show and sell a total of like three or four hundred dollars in cards he's like it's just not working he said he sold one new box of Donruss basketball I think he said I made six hundred dollars on that Um, and so even like in in a hobby shop like yours Joe, it would be silly for you to have a bunch of sixty-three tops graded taking up shelf space when you can stack some blasters up there and and make five times the money five times quicker.
3: Right. I mean, it, it's kind of the collector in the vintage collector in me kind of thinks it's sad, but but it is the state of the market. There's so much more demand. That that's why you're. That's why temporarily the world the world record you know was held by a modern card. You know, when the trout was the was the new yeah. one but uh it, it's you're very accurate i mean the great percentage of i mean it used to be my stock answer when people call and say hey are you buying collections i'm like well i'm buying 50s and 60s and older you know and now my answer is i'm buying 2015 and newer you know because it's like yeah that's trending you know it's it's the hot rookies from the past five years it's what everybody's chasing that's what psa is the biggest percentage of what they're grading is the last few years so it's um it's it's been quite a um quite a change over the last few
2: years in the industry. Joe buys a box. Well, he interrupted us and he was right. He said Joe buys a box. Uh what we do is every Thursday, Friday when we release the new episode ahead of the weekend, Joe tells us which box he is going to take down off the shelf, uh, how much it's going to cost him, he's going to rip it, what he's going to find inside, what the hits may be. Joe, uh, what box are you buying ahead of the weekend here?
3: This week I'm going with the new Topps Archive Signature. Um, Doesn't take you long to open this box. It's one card. It's one hand-signed, sequentially numbered, gold foil-stamped, encased autograph uh you never know who you're going to get in there this is the active player division so it's current players uh they run about 75 a box you get uh one nice card you you know for me i hope for like an akuna or a trout or something like that would work for me
2: and what is the price on these again uh, 75 all right so somewhat affordable even yeah um and if you if you call a $75 brand new card afford like I literally just said a a, a one card pack of brand new cards, $75. Bucks. I was like, oh, so affordable. Um, boy, the uh, the hobby has changed. Uh for my Chuck's vintage set of the week brought to you by Oxygen Financial. Uh Oxygen Financial, breathe easier, 1955. Uh, Actually, 53, 54, 55 Johnston Cookies. I say 1955 because that was the last of the three years that the Johnston Cookie Company put out a a fairly small set of of cards in their bags of cookies uh, strictly of the Milwaukee Braves, Um, the Johnston Cookie Company of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, put out a set for each of those three years. They were also available by mail order. Um, And a cool part that I think is kind of cool is they made the card numbers. They correspond to the jersey number. Um, And so there were some posed uh, shots. There were some action poses, et cetera. Um, It was just – it's a pretty cool regional set. And because they were in cookie – uh bags joe and not like the dandy potato chips or the uh wilson's franks you don't get a lot of food stains on these um and you don't have a whole lot of history with johnston cookies i mean obviously you know them but you said you haven't had a whole lot of action with these
3: no i I have very very few over the years where they come through in collections um i think one really unique thing about that set is that it uh does have the 54 set does have a hank aaron rookie card so I was just I was just uh, perusing eBay as we spoke, and that a uh, PSA five just sold for about twenty nine hundred on that card. So uh, for those who already have a fifty four tops Aaron, you can get your other Aaron rookie out of the Johnson cookie set.
2: Do you uh, ever get a Wilson's Frank or a Dandy potato chip or any of those food issues? Where you look and go, yeah, that'd be awesome. If not for the grease stain,
3: exactly. Yeah, the the Wilson Franks, yes, yeah.
2: Um, all right. Uh, well, Joe, that's going to wrap up uh, episode 33 of The Collector and the Dealer, folks. I appreciate everybody being here for us. Uh, go ahead and subscribe so it just drops into your device every single week. We will be back in seven more days.